everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on PAX East 2018, and it wouldn't be a PAX East show if I didn't bring on East Coast correspondent Matt Jaguer. Hi, Matt. Hi, Chase. Uh, this is going to be a little different from our previous PAX uh, shows. Uh, yeah, where the hell actually, were you this year, man? Yeah, I know. Actually, we <laughs> have done you. a show like this the other year I missed. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to have you on because now I get to hear about all the fun things at PAX. You did send along a little <laughs> a little note showing some of the, the games that you played and saw, and there's some stuff that I am very excited to talk about. But first, I just want to know about how the show was in general. Like, what'd you, what'd you do? Uh, let's talk about, like, non-game stuff, like getting yeah, sure. get, like how the attendance was. Uh, I know you're a big music guy, so if you saw any of the bands... Uh, if you went to any good panels, what, what, tell me about PAX East 2018. I actually bookmarked a few panels I went to as well. Uh, so this year they actually did it uh, for four days, uh, Thursday to Sunday. And uh, for Thursday, it was pretty chill. Uh, it's kind of like end of, you know, the week, but still n- not a lot of people went on Thursday, but it was still kind of packed, but it was not like totally packed. If you've been to PAX East, you kind of understand what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but it was it was kind of chill. I uh, kind of trying to remember what I did the first day. I did go to a panel that was uh, kind of focused. Uh, oh, what did I do? I kind of I went to the uh, keynote for a little bit. That was uh, kind of focused on PUBG because uh, mm-hmm. that is the uh, current hotness, and uh, as well Fortnite. There was a lot of that there as well too. Current hotness uh, for you? Are you playing much PUBG? Nope, I don't have a PC to play that on or an Xbox <laughs> okay, One. You're, so you're just you're just curious about the zeitgeist. I, I was just kind of like I I understood like you know it came from uh was it a h2 z2 or uh you know daisy h1 yeah h1z1 uh, daisy stuff uh, yep Arma, h1z1 yeah, uh, all that stuff armor mods and things like that and I, I was more fascinated about the the like the armor mod and like the the nature of like how the game was being uh, created in sort of a uh, uh just like the dyna- dynamics of play the push pull factor of everything uh so that that that's what kind of interests me but i was actually just waiting to go to an earlier panel it was uh uh, I was more focused on streamers. It was uh, Susan Arnett uh, got bookmarked in the playbook right here. Uh, but it was uh, kind of like just uh, what it's like to be a streamer, like some from some of the bigger uh, acts that are out there now, like Kate Stark. And uh, I'm just trying to find that bookmark, mm-hmm. which I should have wrote down, but hey. <laughs> well, I mean, number uh, one rule in streaming is please, please don't say the N-word. And it yes, seems like, please, please don't be racist. And it seems like a lot of people are, are missing that first rule. Uh, yep. So, uh, yeah, the, the truth about streaming from the streamers it. themselves. Uh, Susan Arnett was the uh, uh, the one uh, emceeing the whole thing and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, asked questions and things like that. Uh, yeah. Graham Star, Kate Star, the brother and sister that are streamers uh, up in, I believe, Canada. And then uh, uh, see uh, Kenny Toon and uh, Sinfully Riddling. They were just, you know, pretty much just talking of like how they got into it, what, you know, what the deal is with it now and the scene and everything. It was just kind of like something just early morning, getting the packs. I was taking the tea in that day too. So it was kind of like just a lazy day, just wandering around and figuring out what to do and checking the showroom floor and seeing like what is there and what is neat. And uh, met up with John later who decided to go on that day. He could still find a pass. So it was, it was a pretty chill day the first uh, uh, Thursday. Uh, nice. So uh, I'm definitely John... looking forward to do it again uh, on next year when they do Thursday again. Yeah, and and John, just for the listeners, is uh, your friend. 
who I have met, who's been on the show before. He was on a couple of years ago, I think, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Really but enjoys yeah, John, going to John's cool, dude. <laughs> yes, he very much does. He also likes Batman, from what I Yes. <laughs> he dressed up as Batman this year, too. Nice. Very cool. Uh Friday, uh, I also went to a panel that uh, Jeff Grubb uh, was on. Uh, it was uh, What Makes a Core Mario Game uh, a Core Mario Game. Uh, that was a very fun discussion, and you can actually find that, I think, is on the Game Beat uh, Decides uh, podcast feed. So if you want to That's like, really that interesting, because the yeah. when I went to PAX West, they had a tournament for uh, for core Mario games, like what, what the best core Mario game is. And mm. some of the some of the the things on the bracket were maybe a little suspect and then some pretty soon after that was was when that big blow up happened about what actually counts as core mario i i know i did a yeah. podcast about it on on my other podcast the casual hour uh, because i just found it to be a pretty fun exercise but uh i i think jeff was kind of the instigator for that or at least he he called out the guy who started it yeah, I think uh, Kyle Orland started it because uh, yeah. he was also uh, heading the panel on this. And uh, yeah, it was him, uh, Jeff, uh, 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 Anthony John uh, Angelo, and uh, uh, who else? Uh, Gene Park uh, were discussing. And it was just, you know, just a good, like, lighthearted discussion. Sure. Uh, well, the, the important question kind of is... Kind funded a lot of things about Mario games in general, too. Where did where did Yoshi's Island end up? Uh, kind of split, I have to say. Uh to me, that is a core Mario game, but to others... I, I would uh, tend to agree. I I can see why people would say it's not, but I think I had those a, people are bad. I had a thought that the discussion, this, this sort of conversation about core Mario games hasn't been like uh, put to the forefront. Uh, what about swimming in Mario games? Doesn't that make it a, uh, a core tenet? And if so, then that makes Mario 2 and uh, Yoshi's Island not Mario games. Mm. I, yeah. I mean something, well, something you to swim, consider. Can you for sure. uh, Yoshi's Island? Isn't there a sub uh, level or something like that? I know Yoshi turns into a submarine at some point. Okay, yes, so maybe so. maybe there's still there's still hope. So uh and I don't know. Uh, can I live without Super Mario Brothers 2 being a core Mario game? I don't know. Uh but yeah. that was a fun one. And yeah, you can <laughs> check that out on the Games Beat Decide uh podcast feed if uh, you're interested in listening to that one. Uh, and then, yeah, I went to the Giant Bomb panel. That was a nice, uh, like, it was more of like a kind of a retrospective and reflection of their 10 years being as a site and like all the changes and like that. Uh, went to the uh, Waypoint uh, uh, podcast uh, live recording, which was uh, very also very chilled and uh, dressed up as Mermaid Man on Saturday with John because uh, nice. he wanted somebody to go as uh, with him. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll figure out something. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was fun. Very cool. That's great. Mm. How how did the four day format feel to you? Like you said, this is the first time for East that they've gone for gone all four days. Uh, I think they've done that at Westboro. They definitely did it at yeah. the last West. But uh, did it feel like too much? Uh, I felt tired, but I was also for a couple of days uh, huffing it back between. Uh, not only going to Alewife to park, but also going from the there on the red line to uh, the convention center. So it was, it was, you know, it took a lot out of me by the end of the, the mm -hmm. four days, but I still was, you know, having a good time. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that. There's a couple extra days to like check out more of what's going on. Uh, forgot to mention the PAX rumble, uh, Paxamania was, uh, uh, also, uh, on Sunday, uh, this year and was a, a travesty uh, and glorious, glorious, awesome travesty as always. So, 
Uh, Always a fun yeah. time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure well, a lot of these you can see on video on tri- Twitch's uh, archive and things like that as well, too. But uh, yeah, good. Like, panel's always good, like, really good this year. Nice. Well, you did say you had extra time with the four days to to play and see more games. So let's jump right into that. Let me let me hear about some of these games, uh, especially the handheld stuff, if, if you wouldn't mind talking about those first. So uh, I see you have your list here. And why don't we just go down the list? Yeah, so no surprise, a lot of uh, handheld stuff coming out now is mainly about the Switch. In fact, all of the games I'm going to talk about are uh, coming out on the Switch at some point. Fine by uh, me. Yeah, uh, I didn't see anything for 3DS. Uh, I didn't even see a Vita uh, anywhere <laughs> in the, like, the crowd or anything. Uh, oh, that's so, so sad. Yeah, I felt a little, little bit sad, but, you know, well, that's just the way it is. So the uh, last day of the event... Uh, on Sunday, I was able to get into the Nintendo booth, which had most of the uh, handheld stuff that you could find. And it, I, I should also bear in mind, there weren't wasn't a lot of Switch games being played at the, the event either on the expo floor. It was kind of hard, like maybe like, you know, I saw Guacamelee being played and that's coming to Switch later, but I didn't see it being played on a Switch, uh, for hmm. example. And a lot of these things are being played on like PCs or uh, some of them like, you know, oh, you know, you go to the Sony booth, it's, of course, it's going to be PS4 or, you know, Microsoft, it's going to be the Xbox and so on and so forth. But yeah, so I decided, you know, well, uh, the wait in line for Nintendo was like two hours just to get into the booth. But once you're in the booth, you can mosey about and go to see as many games as you want to. Uh, so I took a like, you know, two hours away in there and then spent like about an hour and a half just like waiting in line for other games just to play. <laughs> uh, so one of the ones I played, I guess, is uh, kind of, I think it's exclusively coming to the Switch first. Uh, the name of the game is Garage. It's a uh, top-down... Uh, twin stick shooter game that is kind of like a grind house kind of zombie uh shoot 'em up game uh mm-hmm. i showed you i put in the trailer i don't know if you saw it chase but it definitely yeah looks... and I'd, I'd seen a little bit of this game before it it's mm-hmm. like a it's a slightly slower paced or at least um sometimes slower paced yeah. than a hotline it, miami but yes very it definitely much has... hotline miami Yes, it definitely has a bit of a Hotline Miami feel to it, but it does also feel very like slow and deliberate. Uh, you you know, there's not a lot of uh, you know uh, ammo. It's kind of uh, like I wouldn't say a survival horror kind of game, but it does like you're going to be conserving ammo a little bit in this game. I think uh, what I did like about this game there's it plays with light and shadows a lot. Uh, I know you're not a fan of it, but you know Fog of War in uh, a real-time strategy game chase, like that kind of thing. Unfortunately, yes. This, uh, yeah, Garage has a kind of a similar thing. It's not really Fog of War, but, uh, you know, if, you, if there's a closed door in front of you, you're not going to see on the other side. If you kick it open, you're going to see a little bit of, like, what's going on in the room based on, like, what light sources you have or uh, where your body is positioned, is the character's body is positioned. Because as okay. you move around, like, you're peeking around corners, you'll see the shadows, like, move uh, with you so you'll be able to see like oh now there's i didn't know there was a zombie over there that's running towards me because it was in the shadows but now that you know uh, my line of sight is lined up with it i can see it so it it uses light and shadows in an interesting way that uh kind of makes it a little bit challenging uh and it is kind of a like run keep running backwards and shooting uh aiming forwards <laughs> yeah. kind of game but that like a couple of interesting things happen like if you get a melee weapon you can knock the zombies heads off and you know they start running around like a you know just like a chicken without a head it's kind of hilarious uh you do also run into human characters that will attack you but you can you know get their weapons and you know more powerful weapons and things like that and it does have this kind of like grindhouse uh sort of uh style and feel to the whole 
uh, setup and setting. It, it's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out when it comes out. It's uh, I think it's coming out in May. At least yeah. uh, that's what the... And, uh, yeah, a lot of these games, it's just coming soon. So I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. But uh, I assume some of these smaller games I'm going to talk about because there were a lot of independent ones being played at the Nintendo booth. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, it's coming out uh, from uh, Tiny Build Games and uh, Zombie Dynamics is the publisher. So, yeah, May 10th, I believe. Is, I, uh, think, I think you got this out. backwards, but, yeah. Oh, did I? I think so. Well, Maybe I from, from your list. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, it, it looks really brutal, though. Like Hotline, yes. Ma- Hotline Miami at least has the pixel pixelization stuff, so it looks, you know, hey, it's not real, right? But we're doing all these brutal things. This one has a, I'm not going to say realistic art style, but a definitely a more realistic than Hotline Miami, and it, it's a, uh, it's rough. <laughs> It's a little bit more like uh, like like Splatterhouse, like it's mm-hmm. definitely a gore fest, like a lot of sick sick animation kind of stuff that it's gonna revel in the gore and things like that because there are like mutated zombies and a lot of weird stuff that you're gonna see. So it's definitely not for the squeamish, I would mm-hmm. say, even though it's top down and sort of pixelated. But it it's not like uh, uh, I wouldn't say like super gratuitous or anything like that. So is it fair to say you're a fan of this? Is this a is this a purchase for you? Uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out, uh, and uh, if it's the right price or I catch it on a sale, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, it's uh, piqued my interest a lot. All right. Well, the next game on your list is something I'm very excited about. Speaking of really gore-heavy games, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Pool Panic. Oh man, I played uh, yeah a couple minutes of this one. It was uh, uh, this one's being uh, published by uh, Adult Swim Games. There, it's uh, think of like a pool game with uh, like a happy character. Yeah, character faces that looks almost like uh, out of rick and morty almost yeah like a rick and morty like maybe like a little regular show to it a bit a bit uh so basically you play as a cue ball that you can walk around on a pool table and uh like uh kirby's dream course uh is a good way to to describe this it's a kind of an adventure pool game where you are uh basically playing rounds of pool uh on uh, this giant like uh world map uh, I don't know what the the ultimate end goal of it is, or what like if there's a story or anything with that. But I'm sure there'll be it's something wacky. It's Adult Swim games; they're they known to do kind of weird stuff like this. And uh, basically, it's uh, the concept is you, know, you play pool like a round of pool at every uh, stage, but the pool balls that you're trying to get into the, like the pockets uh, all act and behave differently. Uh, I forget like what the different colors do, but you know there's some that just wander around. They just that's the thing that they do. Uh, other ones that will be shy that will try to run away from the pockets if you try to hit them into it uh, another one that is like this uh, like heavy set dude that does not like being around other balls if you hit him and there are other ones around he will slam the ground and knock everything around and everything. like it, it gets kind of crazy and loony uh, so play a few minutes of that it looks uh, looks interesting it's coming out on switch soon uh, it could be this summer it could be later in this year but it looks very colorful and looks like it kind of like uh, almost like a golf story kind of pool uh, game kind of quest kind of thing mm-hmm. uh so that is uh pool panic yeah it's got a really great look to it like the all the little characters all, all the pool balls have faces and little legs and arms and and just some really good animation my, my one question with that is what's kind of the does this game have like a scoring system is it is it trying is it more like an angry birds thing where you're trying to hit as few times as possible or are you just trying to get everything into the pockets uh i didn't really focus on that i didn't notice if there was a scoring thing but uh yeah i was just focused on trying like you clear the board and get to the next level uh 
yeah, that's uh, one I'll have to look into a little bit more, but uh, there might be. I'm not okay. sure, though. Well, the levels were super interesting. Like, one of them seems like it takes place in a bank. I mean, the pool table is a is kind of like a bank setting, and then there's like a forest area. Uh, yeah. I think they're just visually and design-wise, they're having a lot of fun with this. It, it looks... It looks really fun. I, I think this is one that I'm going to definitely take a look at when it comes out. All right, the next game you have here is something that I'm curious about because I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I've actually never played any of the No More Heroes games, so uh, tell me a little bit more about Travis Strikes Again, colon, No More Heroes. Okay, so this is... I'm not going to say it's No More Heroes 3 because it is... A little bit different. Uh, think of it as more of like a top-down beat-em-up game. Uh, like, I played the first uh, No More Heroes. It's a very weird kind of, uh, like, uh, 3D action beat-em-up game where you have right. to defeat, like, a set number of uh, bosses, like, kind of like Shadow of the Colossus style. Although there's a lot of, you know, uh, enemy fodder you have to go through. And uh, it, it, the interesting part of that game was uh, you used the motion control of the Wii, Wii Remote to, like... Uh, instead of like you know swing it all the time you press a to attack but then to finish an enemy it would prompt you like a quick time event to you know swing left right up down or something like that uh it felt very satisfying even even like at the time i uh, kind of want to go back and just try it because it, it that kind of felt satisfying uh for like simple motions like that this game it is uh more of like uh think of you like a gauntlet style but also like you know just uh, golden axe or double dragon keep running forward and uh, hit as many uh, bad guys as you can, like, you know, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade versions and things like that. But it's using, like, uh, combo systems and things uh, of that nature using the uh, same, uh, what is it? It's not a lightsaber, but his uh, energy stick. Right. Uh, So in the original game, you would shake it to recharge the battery. In this game, we played it with uh, both Joy-Cons in, uh, you know, one in each hand Mm -hmm. and to recharge it you click and then you shake both up and down at the same time in sort of a rhythmic uh nature uh you can play this game (laughs) co-op so you can play it in uh with two other people and uh with co-op you can unlock like a a special attack like it's uh try and remember what you do but you uh, charge up this attack and if you're both doing it at the same time it sort of links together and anything in between this kind of link will uh clear the board so it's uh kind of like a standard at least from what i played it was just a single level and uh kind of just designed four packs uh because they they mentioned packs a lot in the uh demo itself uh oddly enough when i started playing uh when they put my character in he started running forward during the cutscene and kept on running so (laughs) i don't know if it's like a known bug or something like that but he like uh was clear on the other way side of the stage where my other co-op partner was at the beginning of the stage so i had to run all the way back fun Uh, nice it's very colorful too, so that the like I think the the style is what I'm most interested in, and hopefully there's like a bit more to the, like the combo system and things like that uh, to keep my interest in a game of this style, and uh, also like having other people play seems like it'd be a benefit. So uh, yeah, no more heroes is coming back, but it's not exactly the same, and they're they're hinting at a lot more to it. I think like uh, you see Travis uh, touchdown wearing a hyperlight drifter shirt which uh, kind of was teasing Hyperlife Drifter coming to the Switch, but I don't know if there's, like, something else going on with that, too. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I like the Suda51 style, so if you like his style, this is going to be another uh, very Suda game. Well, a couple a couple things. One, you said two other people. Did you just mean two people? Is it is it just two person, or can you get up to three or four? 
Uh, I don't know. I think uh, right now, I think it's just two players. That's okay. all that they were demoing uh, gotcha, at PAX gotcha. East. Uh, might be able to be able to do four people. It gets kind of hectic. Yeah. So I'm not sure if uh, it, it, the Switch could handle up to uh, four people. It might. It certainly could be a game that could do four people. So uh, doesn't look like it's coming out this year, maybe at the end of the year, but hopefully it comes out soon and we'll know more about it later because uh, at the end of the, the demo, you know, there's a uh boss fight and then there's a second uh form for the boss fight that was exclusive for this uh pax event uh and then of course defeating him there is like oh well, you have to find my uh, next form at the next uh whatever event i think there's one in europe that they teased so okay that is uh travis strikes again so uh, i might be wrong on this but i thought when they first announced this or, or maybe when it uh, maybe on some of the information that's come out since it's been shown is that this mm-hmm. is I wouldn't say it's a mini game collection, but it has uh, a number, a handful of different event things. And this top-down beat 'em up stuff was only one of the handful that they had. It could be. It okay. could very well be that. Uh, but that's what they were showing uh, at the event. So. Okay. Uh, I'll. I, I think I'm going to look that up and, and make sure in the show notes. I'll let people know in the show notes if I was right or wrong. But I. I had this inkling. Like I thought. I thought the point no, of this yeah, game was I, I that like, Travis that's was why I thought playing, it was too. Like Travis was playing all these different old video games and and that's kind of it's almost like a Tron setup where he's like mm-hmm. getting sucked into the different games or it's kind of like a, a retro game challenge if you ever played that on the DS. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where, uh, where it's never kind played of it but yeah, I know what you're saying. Games. Mm, interesting. Okay. It definitely has that kind of like style of like uh, Tron being uh, like there's these like very neon res graphics uh throughout this uh, whole level so this could be just like one like little small aspect of uh the bigger game okay it does have i mean it's all it's really uh self-referential and really fun and, and maybe part of that's just the pax demo but that's always a series that seems like it's never taken itself too seriously and it's no. not i mean there's a, really... a in the point of the demo you can sit down on a toilet to save so that, there that's there too yep. so that'll do it that'll do it uh, but yeah, I, I remember uh, you sent me that that video. That it was some direct feed of the PAX uh, demo, yeah. and I saw them saying, "Yeah, there's no yellow guy munching on ghosts, and there's no brothers wearing hats or things like that." So they're they're having they're having some fun with it in terms of video games, and and it it's seems Suda. like it's, I mean, he, yes, he can absolutely. do what he wants. And uh, Suda was there. He was uh, chilling at the booth. He was busy. It was like the last day, so he was like busy talking to what I, I assume were other journalists and things like that. So didn't want to bother him but it was cool that like they brought in a lot of the developers there to the the booth as well yeah well tell me about this next game because i think uh when i when i see and hear this game i've seen it a little bit before uh before the pax demo but uh this seems like a matt jaguar game this is uh dude it played uh danimal cannon tracks on this game (laughs) holy shit it is totally a matt jaguar game uh so just beats and beats and shapes is uh, a bullet hell dodge uh, music game where uh, you play either with, uh, I think it was up to, uh, the video I showed you said up to three players, but I swear I saw up to four players uh, playing at uh, PAX. So uh, it's a uh, Yeah, the, the one trailer four player I saw game. definitely said one to four. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, one to four players that uh, basically uh, a music track will play and uh, what you have to do is dodge every single like shot or uh incoming object that you can possibly uh dodge and you you do have like a like a dodge dash that you can dash through some uh you know 
attacks that come in and it gets furious there are like just like bars coming through uh the uh at some point one of the songs the ceiling comes down and there are falling spikes that you have to get out of the way but then it falls into this like like one of these uh pools of just goo that rise and fall with everything that falls into you have to dodge that and everything that splashes out of that and it all goes in time with the music so if you're playing with co-op players you can also save each other so if you lose a life you can still float around if somebody touches you one of your co-op partners you can gain back your life and if you get all get to the checkpoint you all get you know come back into the game of full health and everything uh so yeah it is it's a pretty simple concept game it's basically just run around the screen and hopefully you will uh survive but uh it's yeah, the soundtrack is amazing and it is very I wouldn't recommend this if you are very sensitive to flashing <laughs> lights and things like that or loud, loud sounds. Uh, there, I did see a little bit. It was being also shown elsewhere on the floor. Uh, there was a uh, uh, demo where they got to the se- the like kind of secret ending uh, level, which was the Mortal Kombat theme, and they had uh, people uh, like just uh, uh, projectiles in the shape of uh, dragon kicks and bicycle kicks coming oh, over. That's so good. It is, it is crazy. It is such a cool game. And uh, it says it's coming out this summer on Nintendo Switch first. So it's definitely one of those, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you have enough uh, fidelity on the screen to play it like something, just a quick pick up and play with four other people or uh, bring it to a party or something like that. Because this is definitely like a pick up and play quick game with other people. Yeah, I mean, it gives me it gives me the same vibe. It's almost like a spiritual sequel to a game like Sound Shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what but, I was thinking when I was playing. It's like Chase might be interested in this one. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like this game is going to have level building, little big planet style uh, designing no. yourself. But from just a we made this super crafted thing that is kind of like a bullet hell platformer plus music. That that does seem really cool. I I am inclined to check this out. Yeah, it's like it's just like a neon fest of beats and shapes, man. Nice. It's great. So the the next game you're going to talk about is maybe my most anticipated Switch game at the moment, uh, non-Fire mm. Emblem edition. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some Dead Cells, man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just a little addendum. I didn't play Dead Cells on the Switch. I saw it running on a Switch. Okay. Uh, but I did play it uh, at the event. Uh, it was at the uh, Motion Twin booth. Uh, they also had it running on the Switch, and when I asked... Uh, if I could play on it, it was uh, dying uh, with uh, you know needed to charge. So, <laughs> but it was playable. But I did see it. Yes, uh, I did okay. see it at the uh, Nintendo booth being played, and it seems to run fine. So, uh, saw it a little being played on the handheld mode, uh, like somebody playing it looked fine too. This is uh, pretty much like uh, if you played Saltler's Sanctuary, a kind of a two D uh, side scroller Metroidvania, but also a roguelite uh, kind of game where if you die, you know you have to go back and restart again but there's like sort of a risk reward to you know trying to uh uh i think there's like a kind of a dark souls element to it where you know collecting things and you know trying to get back and saving you know souls or you know uh that kind of concept to it i only played just a short little bit of it but it is a very smooth and very uh kind of the art style is kind of grimy but also very colorful uh sort of way very like dungeon dankness but definitely a very smooth feeling and satisfying combat driven uh 2d action metroidvania game that's really good to hear i mean it 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 gives me uh, i've heard people say uh, i've heard people equate it to something like rogue legacy and i think that's mm. probably an apt comparison for what this is but 
it seems like there's a lot more combat and a lot more uh, like that roguelike spelunkiness to it where you're getting random power-ups through a playthrough, or more like a Binding of Isaac where you're, you kind of each playthrough feels a little different because you'll get different abilities and, and tricks to use in that run only. Whereas Rogue Legacy was, you kind of keep building a progression yeah. and, and not getting that, not having that complete randomness every time. Yeah, I, I didn't really dive deep into the like the demo because it's not like PAX isn't really conducive to a lot of like deep diving into these little right. like, bits and pieces of games. But it was definitely like I just was interested to see how it looked and how it felt and played in this current build. Because uh, if I'm not wrong, it was it's a early release on Steam, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I was interested to see how since it was announced for coming to Switch, I just want to see how it looked and feel and played, and got to see at least how it looked and. Uh, uh, on you know from a remote thing on the switch but yeah it looks looked fine so yeah, that I'm, that is promising i'm super excited i think it'll that'll be a great game to play in handheld mode or to to throw up on the tv and and see it there. absolutely it's just mm, very excited well it looks like those are all the games that you played but you definitely saw a lot more so so take us through some of the things that you saw that you are excited about or, or have opinions on well, yeah, like being in the Nintendo booth, you like you wait in line for one game. You're, there are other games going around sure. uh, around you. So, uh, the one of the big ones that they had at the uh, booth, uh, which is kind of surprising because it was kind of like uh, up onto the front to the side, was Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Yeah, a Nintendo uh, game. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, this game came out last year. I still haven't played the first game, so I'm like. I'm definitely interested in playing this game, but it'll probably be on like, you know, a PS4 or an Xbox one or a PC at some point. uh, Once I finish the first game as a person Uh, who has only played the second game and not the first game, you're mm -hmm. probably, you're you're probably fine. Just going into the second one. Uh, There's some dude. I I understand, but I heard there's Hendrix in it. So, you know, I got it. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. You you would, you would like it for that stuff, but the second game plays way better than the first. And uh, a Mm. lot of the characters, uh, I mean, some of the characters definitely move over from game to game, but I think they do a pretty mm-hmm. good job of explaining who they are and what they did in the first game. So it's not, from a story perspective, not something that you have to play the first one to get mm-hmm. the second one. But uh, I, I I understand your your love of Hendrix, and that that will definitely make <laughs> sense to to play the first one. Okay. I love my Hendrix, baby. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, while I was waiting for to play the uh, 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 No More Heroes uh, demo, I uh, could see a lot of uh, Wolfenstein 2 being played. And uh, from what I saw, it looks pretty good. It runs fairly stable in, uh, like, I guess, dock mode, since everything at the Nintendo booth was in dock mode. Uh, they had those things on lockdown, like those, mm. uh, like, uh, like uh, steel chain things. On right, them. right. Uh, really, like, just in case anyone tried to lift them from the show, which... Who would, uh, would do be such a thing? Tried. Yeah, I know, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, watching that, it was the level, I guess, where you get into the body armor after uh, some dude loses an arm. Uh, okay. I guess that's fairly early in the game. Yeah, pretty and, much. Relatively uh, early. So uh, it plays that whole scene, and it looks fine. Now, a little bit down res, but still looks and runs at a stable, uh, I don't know what the frame rate was, but a couple hitches here and there. But it for that kind of game, like a recent game like that, running on a Switch seems really cool. Nice. That's good to hear. I mean, that's that's kind of what the Switch needs. It it needs mm-hmm. it needs more games that are going to attract that wider audience, that that bigger audience. I don't I don't know. I part part of me feels like the Switch is kind of another one of those Wii sixty 
uh, situations where it's your second console. Like, yeah, hey, I got an Xbox or a PlayStation to be my main thing, and then the Switch is something that I can play all this other stuff on. But uh, kind of, third, third party like now, are, like. Hmm? Like the way I see it now is like I'm buying more indie stuff on the Switch than I would totally. on the PS4, for example. Like Enter the Gungeon, I just got because it was on sale because I've been waiting for that to go on sale. But I could have gotten on PS4 like years ago, but I've got a Switch now, and I really wanted to get it on the Switch. Yeah, I mean to to that point that uh, we've talked about it before, but the Switch feels like the new Vita in that sense mm-hmm. of that this is the place where I, I know all these old indie games have already come out on other things, but now that they're coming out here, this is the place that I really, really want to play them. And um, I'll say this, a few of the, like, the games also I mentioned that I saw here, like Dark Souls Remastered was like, right next to the, the mm-hmm. uh, No More Heroes booth as well, too, and I saw a fair bit of that being played. And it's, it's Dark Souls. It's the same kind of uh, game, although it looks like it's done in the, almost like the Dark Souls 3 engine almost, Okay, uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, I played like only a little bit back on the 360, so I don't know that much about it but right it, like that kind of game like would i also like be interested in like all these uh, older games that came out in the you know the past generation that you can now play on the go which is a huge selling point uh like compared to like oh i could get this on the ps4 but i could also get this on the switch where it runs still pretty good and still looks really good and i can play it on the go so yeah I, it's, I'd, I'd be more inclined to like i'm not gonna say i'm gonna get dark souls remastered because i honestly i'd rather just play bloodborne uh, i still have that to chew through mm-hmm. and uh i don't i don't need another kind of one of those games and if i was gonna get one of those it'd be dead cells on the switch at this yeah, point. yeah totally totally but I mean, uh, the but, Switch has that great selling point of anything you can play is is automatically a handheld game. Mm-hmm. Ugh, good stuff. Uh, uh, I will say, I, like yeah, one of them that I will get uh, because it'll be uh, coming to this, and it's uh, perfect for the handhelds. Luminous uh, Remastered. Yeah, uh, that was being uh, demoed there at the Nintendo booth as well, and uh, didn't play it because I didn't want it. Like I've never played a Luminous game, but uh, I and I didn't really like learn how to play it at this booth, and you know, take up time doing that. So, but it looks like a Luminous game and it looks uh, like it'll look really good on the handheld screen uh, for that kind of game. Were you a, were you a Meteos fan? Oh, I brought Meteos to the show so I can okay, play in between. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> I feel bad for Luminous. Like the, those games came out around the same time and I was just, because I owned a DS and not a PSP, I was mm-hmm. such a fan of of medios and i was every time luminous gets brought up i was like yeah but they should really make another medios <laughs> they should i don't know how you could do that on the switch though it's like you know you could do it in like a you know undocked mode and do it with touch screen but i like playing in a dock mode with the controller yeah. i don't know how you would do that in the, like yeah. a, a satisfying way they should just make a 3ds uh, medio- medios yeah i know they should just make a 3ds medios honestly <laughs> Uh, so uh, a couple other ones I saw there, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze was being played there. Uh, it's cool. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. It's the same game, but it, that is such a great platformer. I will uh, definitely consider double dipping uh, just to you know play that on something that I have hooked up currently. And they're adding uh, so. extra stuff to it, right? Is uh... Funky Kong? Yeah, uh, there you go. The idle animations now show them playing a Switch. So if you're like with Donkey or Dixie and or Diddy and Dixie or Donkey Kong and Dixie. Or whatever, they'll Donkey Kong will throw out the switch and they'll start playing it with like separate Joy Cons and everything. Awesome. Uh, so little touches like that, but it is pretty much the uh, base game with a few extras. Uh, and that game looked really good on the Wii U. It looks the same kind of like very colorful uh, and tight platforming that they've uh, developed over at Retro Studio. So that uh, looking forward to that one too. 
And uh, let's see, SNK Heroines team, Tag Team Frenzy. Uh, I saw that while I was waiting uh, to play Garage uh, in the booth next door. There was a couple uh, a group of guys that were really getting into it and were really <laughs> having a good time. Uh, they were like, uh, just like, you could tell they were like uh, fighting game enthusiasts because uh, they were like just really going at it. Like it, it's all the uh, heroines from SNK games, so, uh, which I have no idea who any of them are. Uh, I'm I'm not a big SNK fighter game, but yeah. I do like uh, like an occasional fighting game from time to time. And this one seems to run fairly well. It did look a little uh, kind of clunky from where I was standing, but it mm-hmm. seemed to run fairly well for a fighting game. So uh, looks to be uh, like also very insane because there was a lot going on the screen uh, at a single time. Yeah, it is a tag game. I know that. Um... Like SNK games, like King of Fighters especially, are known for being really uh, like tight controlling, uh, like really small windows for to execute your moves. And this one seems like it's uh, it's maybe a little more lenient with some of the timing windows, so people can play it because it it is supposed to. I, I would think it's supposed to be a little bit more fun when it's on the Switch. Too, it's it's kind of just the uh, heroin's cheese of like let's let's get all the ladies in here but uh, you know there's some there's some good good characters in there for sure some some of the snk library has some has some good stuff from from kof and kof especially but uh, some of their other franchises as well so cool um then i see you kind of have this this small list of uh, games that you saw that aren't handheld games and man one of them one of them just bums me out wow why which one below because is that game ever coming out i played below three four years ago at pax east yeah i think uh the year after it was announced it was uh playable at pax east i played it back then and i think it was also like one more time it came back Uh, i'm trying to remember it was Uh, announced it was announced when the xbox one launched oh yeah oh yeah 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 (laughs) I know it's been five years. It it's got to be coming out soon because it looks really good. They've added a lot of effects to this game now. Okay. Like the grass looks amazing. Holy shit! Uh, it it definitely still has that very low key, very doomy kind of feel to it that the they were still going with, and yeah, it's it still pretty much plays the same. I died. Uh, 10 minutes into my demo and didn't know why so it's going to be that kind of good you know what is going on here and that one is only coming out on xbox one i think games for windows or whatever windows 10 uh since you know you can they have everything coming out in tandem now right uh so that i am really looking forward to i probably will get an xbox one to play it they also announced it's going to get 4k support uh which i don't think i played in 4k because i'm pretty sure i played on an xbox one s Okay. Uh, which doesn't do that, but uh, if uh, you know, looking at just standard 1080p looks really amazing. I can't imagine what this is going to look like in 4K. Uh, it is very, still very a dark, like you know, dark, dark game. So the color palette isn't uh, as extreme in some of the other games I played over the the past uh, PAX weekend. But it, uh, I, there could be more to that too. I don't know. There's still yeah. a lot of mystery to this game that has been in development for a long time. Right. But I, I can't just wait. I feel so bad because it's it's been so many years and I don't think it's a very good game to show at a at a event like this. Like it's it's, it's not because there's like you know there's there's music to the game but it's very sparse. Mm-hmm. It's also very just a it's kind of like a quiet game like but also there's like it's just something there's something about the atmosphere in that game is also very 
uh, not conduce, conduce, uh, conducive for a, a, a expo floor. Right. Yeah. It's a game that I want to be slow and and just really dig in and explore. And mm-hmm. when you have a line of people that you know have been waiting for an hour because you were waiting for an hour to get into it. Oh, I, I only went. No, I only waited five minutes. Okay. Uh, that well, was a, thir- okay, that was a ta- Thursday game. <laughs> I guess I'm talking about my experience three years ago when I played it, but I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm really having fun. I can't really explore this right now because I know I have all these people behind me. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for letting me play. And they're like, did you enjoy it? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I, I want this game to be good. It's been one of my most anticipated Xbox one games uh, since it, since it was announced. And mm-hmm. I just, I've gone through so many phases with this game, which is amazing because it hasn't come out any of those times. I mean, uh, like, how long was Super Time Force being demoed at PAX, or or uh, uh, what's the behemoth one that we always uh, would bring oh, up? Yeah, uh, uh, Battle Block Theater. Yep, Battle Block Theater and uh, Super Time Force. Like, those eventually came out. So hey, it it, it's got to be soon. It I know, looks like it's almost done. I know Cappy can launch a game. I just. I just need to be re. I, I need them to reinforce that they can. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know why they're taking their time, but I guess that's just they want to redo a lot of the assets, like the art assets in this game. And man, it looks really, really good, man. All right, well, that's good to hear. What else did you see? I saw. I went to the Finji booth because uh, I wanted to get a uh, a uh, May pin, uh, the Nightmare Eyes one, and they also had Overland there, so I sat down just to quickly play that. That's their kind of their. Uh, uh, it's kind of, what, what's it kind of like like faster than light almost uh, ftl where oh, okay. you the world is kind of invaded by these creatures or something that come out of the ground it's it's i don't know the uh, details to it but you're trying to make yourself uh, your way from the east coast of the united states to the west coast via car oh, and you have to stop along the way now. to get yep you have to stop along the way to get like gas and supplies so you can take branching paths like this way you might get an ally but there might not be any gas this way this way you can definitely get some gas uh, I played like two boards and cause I couldn't find any gas on the second one and I didn't know what to do next. Uh, so I was just like, okay, but it, it definitely looks like a, uh, one of those, you know, play for a run, see how far you can get. Uh, cause the other demos I saw, there were like enemies, like, like at least a dozen enemies on a screen trying to stop you. And, uh, if you, you know, pr- pretty much if all your allies die or you, you know, run out of options, you pretty much it's game over and you have to start all over again. Uh, what is so that coming that out of? Uh, I think it's coming out definitely on PC. I think it's coming out on PS4. I'm not sure. Okay. I hope it comes out on Switch. That's uh, that's definitely. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm port begging, but that's definitely a game I can't wait to play on Switch. Yeah, it's it's got a really good look to it. It, it reminds me a lot. I mean, you said FTL, but I think it reminds me more of um, Iron uh, Ship. The hell's that game called? Uh, the, the the not the sequel, the next game that the FTL guys made. Uh, oh, uh, Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Go. In, yeah into okay. the breach uh, okay yeah where it's got uh, that that grid-based system where we're just some mm-hmm. things are kind of taking taking up spaces and it's got yeah it's mm. yeah this is this is all 3d isometric so it's uh yeah you you pretty much you park uh as you go on this like road trip to get to the west coast and uh look around for supplies and uh try like there's like you know run to other uh, allies that you can recruit and things like that so yeah definitely that kind of uh, and it's game. all kind of on a uh, grid system right Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, limited that, number of spaces, turn-based kind of thing. Yeah, that looks like a game I would play. I 
I would play that on my PS4, but you are right. The Switch is that that is where I would want to play a lot of that game with. Mm. Mm-hmm. In, into the Breach too. I, I definitely want to play Into the Breach. Oh yes, Switch, yes. Which also I, I definitely has not agree. Any announcement? Uh, what is? Oh, okay. I, th- I think you had it written as Drunk Lords, and I was like, "What is Drunk Lords?" But you no, I have it written as Dunk Lords. Dunk Lords, <laughs> which okay, I remember what Dunk Lords is now. But what uh, would you see from from Dunk Lords? I played a little bit of this one. It is uh, pretty much like a 3D, but still the same kind of perspective of uh, NBA Jam, mm-hmm. where it's just uh, two on two, uh, pick up and play basketball with crazy ass dunks and just a lot of uh, weird attitude. Which is it good? It's not bad. Uh, I played uh, a little bit with John, but he was getting frustrated because we okay. were getting our asses kicked, so he did not have a good time. I kind of <laughs> enjoyed it, but you know, we, you know, you don't know the controls or anything. It's gonna you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, it yeah, it looks a little interesting. I was just a you know one of those we just passed by and saw and play for a quick second, and I uh, just kind of remembered it and took a couple pictures of it because man, the like the dunks that happen are kind of cool and awesome. Uh, there's some little bit of style to that. Uh, so hopefully uh, we'll see a bit more of this and uh, maybe it'll come out to the switch. I don't know. It uh, looks like it's something that could. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I played a little bit of that NBA playgrounds game, which also kind of tried to evoke NBA jam. Cause it was two on two mm-hmm. and big head mode and kind of silly, but it just, it wasn't fun. It didn't feel good. And they tried to overhaul it and it's feels better, but not great. And, Dunk Lords looks pretty cool. Does it have does it have power ups in it? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know you can like hold your you know to do special moves and things like that okay. for like dunks and things like that. I think there were sort of like power ups, but I don't know if it was like oh your special meter gets full and things like that. But uh, yeah, I only played like just a single round because uh, sure. John did not want to play anymore after <laughs> losing that one. All right, what is, uh, let's see. What is Wadham? I feel like I should know what this game is. Uh, Wadham is uh, the uh, new game coming from uh, uh, Kitaika Takahashi, uh, creator of uh, Katamari Damacy and Nobi Nobi Boy. Uh, this is that okay. weird kind of, uh, let's see. Like, I didn't play this game because, uh, hey, <laughs> I was waiting in line to play it one day, and uh, I was next up, and the demo crashed. So I was like... <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I'll go try to find something else now because I'm not going to go wait in line for another game. Uh, but uh, it, it's definitely one of those where it's you just have to observe to understand it. There's a, just it's these weird little creatures that just do stuff on the screen. I, I it's hard to describe. You just kind of have to watch. Yeah, like, I mean, they're trailer. Or okay, something. I think I remember. It, this has like all the little the little characters and. Um... Uh, there's I, mean, I saw a, i saw a giant giant toilet that yes, was interactive def- and you try I, to lead things into this giant toilet i think it was poop i don't know they were golden poop i i it, it was very weird it, i saw i saw a lot of it because i passed by it a bunch of times too so, and every time i saw it, it was something different was happening so it's just weird it's, it's kind of like very a weird playground one. game just to just kinda. go around and experiment and see what happens and see how things interact with other things uh, I definitely remember hearing a an interview with him where he talked about how his child just thought toilets were funny and that's why he brought a toilet into the game. Like that's that child is right. <laughs> yeah, that child is very correct. Um, but it does it it definitely goes into that, uh, especially Nobi Nobi Boy vibe of hey, you know what? Just mm-hmm. try things and and there's not necessarily a goal, and if there is, we're hiding it. So just kind of 
play around just and see do what stuff yeah yeah it seems like just a little little sandbox kind of thing like experiment see what happens and uh yeah it's it's totally my thing i can't wait to play more <laughs> of this game i'm pretty sure it's gonna be coming out of ps4 first uh and i don't know what else though okay uh don't know if it'll come to switch that might might not who knows uh, and the last game I'll mention is I did see a little bit of a demo. Uh, Swear was there. He was uh, showing off The Good Life uh, at the Kickstarter booth, which was separate from the showroom floor. It was kind of a uh, uh, like a little one of those side uh, where a panel would be or one of the uh, I think it was where the arcade used to be. Uh, they didn't have the arcade this year, unfortunately. Oh, that's sad. Uh, they did have a couple of pinball tables uh, up on the second floor, which was nice. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, showing off his uh, new game that's currently going on Kickstarter. And I think I'm, I'm definitely going to back it because it looks kind of interesting. It's kind of a low-key adventure game where you play as a photographer that is uh, in this Europe city trying to pay off her debt. And to do that, you take pictures and uh, post them to get more like likes and things like that. And that gets you more uh, money to pay off your debt. But you also have to figure out uh, there's like sort of a quest line and things like that where you... Uh, get quests from other people and uh, it's basically like a sort of almost like Pokemon Snap like just a very low-key and easy chill uh, take pictures in this world but also interact and uh, discover secrets uh, to like you know the different characters that are present and everything nice well that's awesome uh, anything else you want to mention from PAX East this go around uh, uh, man just got getting off the po- PAX Pox too <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. excuse me <laughs> Yes. So, uh, yeah. No, just uh, had, a, had a real good time this year. It was uh, missed you, man. I wish you were there. I, I will definitely try to make it out there next year. I mm, I was sad I had to miss it this year. But uh, PAX is always super fun. PAX East definitely is, is a great time. Uh, how was the weather? Was it... I, I know there was, uh, was... Was that when the Nor'easter was going on? No, there was no Nor'easter. It's just, it was just, a, you know, a early April. It's snowing today again, too. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, early April uh, snowstorm, but nothing accumulated. It was kind of, you know, one day if the sun was out, it was nice, but it was still kind of very chilly. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, it, was, uh. it wasn't too bad. Uh, didn't bring my Switch to the event because I'm not comfortable bringing something that expensive to Fair. the uh, uh-huh. uh, expo, but... Uh, there were a lot of people bringing switches to packs this year. There was like, it's definitely the predominant console I saw, uh, as far as like handhelds. And, uh, a couple 3DSs here and there, no Vitas. I didn't see a single Vita, like I said earlier. So, so sad, so sad. It's a little sad. Uh, all but right. Yeah, well, very, let's let's wrap this year. thing up. Uh, Matt, please uh, tell us where we can find any other work that you do. Anything else you want to mention about yourself, plugs wise? Uh you can find me online at Twitter, Jiggysan, G-I-G-G-Y-S-A-N. I also was recently on a episode of the Abstract Japan podcast. I was uh, dropping my friend Tyler off. Uh, he's currently on tour with Jimbo. Uh, they are blasting across the United States right now and are heading to the East Coast soon. So if you are, uh, I don't know when you're putting the show up, but if uh, you're putting it up soon, if you're in the area of Cambridge, Massachusetts on Thursday the 19th, they're playing at the Lilypad. Uh, there's also a show in Burlington, Vermont the next day, and there's also a show in Buffalo, New York on Sunday, and then a Brooklyn show later the following week. So he is on tour with them. He's actually going to play a couple of shows, uh, or like a couple of gigs with him. Uh, Jim Mo, who's this very, uh, just, uh, if Neo Tokyo was a thing, he is the embodiment of Neo Tokyo. <laughs> uh, he is a, a guitar virtuoso and electronic 
a wizard. Uh, he is such a crazy, crazy dude that you should definitely, if you like experimental music, you need to check out his stuff. And if you can check him out live, do that, please. He is so cool. Awesome. Uh, but yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah, we'll definitely make sure we check that out. Uh, as for this show, you can find us on Twitter at, at GOTG Podcast. Go uh, find our website at uh, gamersonthego.com. For me, I'm Chase underscore Kenneke. That's K-O-E-N-E-K-E on Twitter if you want to hear about me. And then I also do another podcast with my friend Bobby and occasionally my friend Johnny, which which is called The Casual Hour. And you can find that, uh, you can just search The Casual Hour on your favorite podcasting app and, uh, and catch that show. It's kind of fun. Matt, I want to thank you for coming on. We'll definitely get you on again. I know we've got another episode that hasn't been announced yet that we are... Uh, in the process of scheduling and getting yeah. getting ready, uh, so that's, I'm excited for that one. So you'll definitely be on again in the very near future. And, yeah, uh, you know, uh, can we tease it? It's going to be a load of cuteness. Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, if you've listened to some of the episodes that Matt and I have done in the past, uh, it's definitely in line with one of the games <laughs> that we've talked about before. So, uh, so some good stuff, but all on the horizon and all very exciting. Matt, again, thank you for coming on. And to all the listeners out there, thank you for listening. And we'll we'll see you again next time.